0: a yeah. we ready, we coming. Our rivers still running. We ready, we coming. Ancestors. sage and machete. Cause every
1: year the oppression get more deadly. We numb already and the violence been steady. Nice. They dropping bombs like confetti. When they bomb whole cities, all the gods have pity. Moving like we forgot what, what chess is. is. From protecting net to protecting, protecting Netflix. Netflix. From the bottom, we ain't on the guest yes. list.
0: Sound in action, we are the nexus. Cuando me muevo con mi gente, yo la oigo libertad. La libertad. Cuando me muevo con mi gente yo la oigo libertad, la libertad.
2: Toda mi gente en los barrios, no se lleven el imperio en los diarios, resistencia en la sangre hace años. El pueblo vive de tocada a ser humano, superamos, aguantamos, nos cuidamos uno al otro. Eso. El sueño del ancestro colocado en nosotros. Eh, eh, bomba O'Neill, oh, oh, Miguel, ay, ya está
0: ahí. Eh, eh, bomba O'Neill, traiga tu quila. Bomba O'Neill, oh, 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 pute. Eh, one yeah. Right. Listen, we
3: ready? Machete's clutched in the Serengeti. Oh. Deli Melli's drums pumped out a classic Chevy. Right. Lovatul on the northeast coast of Haiti. The coffee shop on Florissant where the youth debated. It. It's in the air, I can smell it like a young, young Logan. Logan. These donuts closing up in it's so apparent. We got kids in cages, stolen parents. The same barbarics from the slave Playback. barracks. Come on. They're still using the same tactics. We net with the hat on and the rim low. Running deep bare feet like the Flintstones. The man's ready. This is all for the kinfolk? Or oh, we
0: burn the foundation down the kinsman? You hearing the thunder Great grandmother is humming She's saying how much she loves us. She's saying we are becoming food in the belly and a beautiful rebellion. And all my people in and on they, on they!" We are the medicine, water in the belly. And this right here is the way we pray. This music. It's the way we pray. This movement. It's the way we pray. It's the way we pray. It's the way we pray. Way we pray. Way we pray. If you're ready for the battle, let me hear you say, we are ready. We are ready. Let me hear Go. y'all try that. We are ready. We are ready. Sing that with us now. We are ready. We are ready. Say one more time. We are ready. We are ready. <speaking in Spanish> hey, hey, e e hey, 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 mama, one, one. Hey, 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 mama, one, one. hey Oh ne. The power of the drum no one can deny. and illustration shows us why a beautiful creation made by man. I bring to you message from the motherland. People of the world, yellow, black, brown, and white rhythm comes from the heart it gives us life. And as you listen to the drum, understand. I bring to you message from the motherland. Your drum stimulates energy. Music from the soul is reality. Human expression and spirituality as drummers discover creativity. People of the world now understand.
3: This
4: is the message from the motherland.
0: La fuerza, la libertad es mi única bandera. The Pachamama canto yo escucho sus palabras. Ella dice basta, no van a mis hijos. Yes, in mañana. mañana. La esperanza vive de chiquitos, chiquitos. De todo el mundo es posible. Ya está escrito: like San Patricio, Fire for the Mexicans. Uh-huh. Fuck the flag, Freedom what I represent. Que el Eagles as stupid as on the water. Say it
3: set up gates, gates. Displace folks based on race Like, like an act of grace Perception changes your information White folks in Brooklyn They change hey, their the situation big. When they do it, it's gentrification
0: When we do it, they call it immigration <laughs>
5: Of collective healing and social change. I'm your host, Kate Warning, and I'm here today at our first ever live show. Say hey, everybody! I'm here with some of my greatest friends and mentors, including.
4: This is Alexis Francisco. I'm here from the Bronx, New Day Church, and the Mystic Soul Mystic Soul Project.
6: Hey. I'm Sumitra Rajkumar and Um, I'm a somatics practitioner and teacher. Um, I'm writing a novel and um, sometimes political educator and organizational facilitator.
7: I'm Jillian White and I'm a media maker and documentarian, oral historian, and avid listener to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Give it up one more time for the peace poets and Dr. Drum. We have Luaya, Ram 3, Frankie 4, and The Last MC. And for those of y'all who listen to Healing Justice Podcast, they were on episode 23, and they shared an amazing practice with all of us. So if you want to learn to use language the way that they do, just listen to that episode and you'll be set. (laughs) Um, And we're so glad that you're here. My name is Kate Warning, and I'm the host of Healing Justice Podcast. I wanted to share with you a little story about these... um, Flowers. So um, these flowers came to my door yesterday. And there's this thing about a year ago when the podcast was launched. How many folks were at the launch party? Only a few of you. Oh, yeah. Hey. Okay. So, like, we had a launch party before the podcast existed. Um, and the day of the launch party, flowers arrived to my door that said, uh, Congratulations on your new baby and i came downstairs because i was like prepping for the party and so i was like running around and wearing like sweats and came to the door like all like frazzled and the person dropping them off like looked at me and was like congratulations on giving birth and i was like what (laughs) um and so i opened i was like this must be wrong but then i opened them up and the note said woohoo congratulations katie on the birth of your new baby your podcast little baby healing justice you must be very relieved that labor and delivery delivery is now completed love dad <laughs> <laughs> so i jillian and i had talked about like m- me maybe sharing that story as part of the show and then yesterday this showed up but now i kind of know the drill right so like people in my house are asking me like <gasps> like oh shoot is it your birthday <laughs> like feeling like they missed it um, and I wanted to just open up the note with y'all. It's like I know they're from my dad, but let, I want to see what he wrote. <laughs> um, so let's check it out. I hope it's something I want to share.
6: <laughs>
5: okay. So it says, happy first birthday. Wow, little baby healing justice podcast. Learn to talk at such an early age. <laughs> And it's already changing the world. Love, Dad. (laughs) Very sweet. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for letting me share that. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. So today we're here to do a one-year check-in with some of our favorite guests coming at you live from the electropositive space here in Brooklyn. And we're talking about what we've learned this past year, how healing is moving for us in our organizing work, and to celebrate the incredible things that this broader community, including all of you in this room, have moved in the world this past year.
7: It's really important that we begin by acknowledging where we are, the earth that we're on, and the people that have supported us to be here. Um, We want to acknowledge that this is Lenape and Canarsie land that we're on. We're in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Crown Heights? In the house? No one? Okay. Weird. Um, (laughs) And this is a historically black Caribbean and Jewish neighborhood. We also really want to acknowledge that the podcast has been informed by many different lineages of healing justice practitioners. Some that use that term, and others that practice politicized healing work under different umbrellas. We lift up the work of the queer, disabled people of color and Southern folks in the movement, as well as the interventions and contributions to the movement that have been made through the US Social Forum and the Allied Media Conference spaces in Detroit. Yes,
5: Detroit. Yes. We also want to recognize a lot of y'all who do this work here in the room. So I'm going to start with the smallest group, which is people who were on the podcast in the past year. Can you raise your hand high if you were on the podcast this year? Hey. Woo! Y'all are amazing taking your time to share. All of this is volunteer time, so, and it takes many, many hours for the people who come on even to prepare and record. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, How about folks in the room who have been doing this work for more than 10 years? People who've been doing healing and justice work for more than 10 years. Thank you, yes. Thank you. And then how I'm curious about sort of who we have in the room in terms of how people identify and you can pick more than one of these. How many folks identify as an organizer? Hey, (laughs) and loud too. (laughs) How many folks identify as a healer? A healer. Hey, thank you. Yes. Um, How many folks identify as an artist or a cultural worker? Yes, okay, amazing. Um, How many people are like, I don't know that I'm officially any of those things, and yes, we're glad you're here, (laughs) amazing. So we are finding ourselves at the one-year mark of this project. Um, And the intention of the project is to be a community media infrastructure, where we're sharing skills, we're sharing visions and dreams, and also practices that make our movement cultures vibrant and healing, uh, that make them irresistible, that make people want to be part of it, that they look at our lives and they say, that's so free, I got to be there too, right? Um, and if you haven't listened to the podcast before we release conversation episodes which is kind of like what you're going to experience today and we also release practice episodes that are practical applications of how you can try something on at home some of them are solo like a meditation some of them are exercises to move uh, with and through group conflict some are about songs for the streets and figuring out the songs that bring the right vibe and and organization to our actions right there's a huge Huge range of practices so I name this here because if people haven't seen the resource before please check it out the folks who raised their hand and actually a total of over 70 people over this past year took the time to offer practices that are really like golden resources for us um, I lean on them often I used one of them today like I listened to it today even though I heard it a million times when we were recording it and editing it I needed support to like, think about a conflict that I was in and I listened to one of the episodes and it helped guide me. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, And so um, the other thing I think we know, I mean, it's pretty incredible how full this room is and it feels very clear to me that the reason why this room is full is because all of us are so hungry for these conversations to combine. Um, we had in our first year with no money for the project, 500,000 downloads of the podcast. Um, yeah.
7: That's a lot. That's
5: a lot. For context. It's a lot. Yeah. It's like metrics wise that puts us in the top 7% of podcasts in the world. And... Again, like, this is, like, a scrappy, like, let's Google how to make a podcast and then record conversations with our friends. Like, I think the, the what the metric is measuring is how ready we are for this conversation, right? Um, and so also the other thing that measures that is that we've had testimonies from organizers from all over the world talking about how they're using it. Because it's one thing to, like consume media and it's another thing to actually change what you're doing right and change your life um and we've had people write in like folks who are organizing in rural areas in the south say when we have a day where it feels like this campaign to stop the pipeline like that we've been running for years the day that we finally realize we're actually gonna lose like we send the podcast to each other um, or folks in Romania who have started a listening group who say, like, this conversation hasn't made it to our organizing spaces yet. Um, or folks in uh, White People for Black Lives in L.A. or Black Lives Matter U.K. who talk about using it weekly and um using it, like, at their coalition tables to listen and then try on practices together. Like, that's a beautiful kind of potential for transformation that, to me, says, like, oh, like, we should keep making this. <laughs> um, and so with that, we want to embody one of our commitments, which is that it's not just talk, it's practice. Um, and so Sumitra Rajkumar is going to lead us into opening practice. Yeah. 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 Do I I do use my
6: mic. Yeah, all right. Definitely. <laughs> well, will you all let me lead you in a practice? Yeah. 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 All right. Awesome. Um, let's stand up if you're able to. And if not, stay seated. All right. OK. Oh. <laughs> All right, well, I know that when I'm in a room with a lot of people and up on a stage, I have this real kind of feeling in my body of being kind of pulled up and out. I'm super curious, I'm a little nervous, I'm kind of in everyone's kind of field a little bit. right? just like kind of paying attention, really extended up and out at my edges, all right. Anyone relate to that? Yeah, okay, okay. And then there's another part of me, though, that's also a bit of a grouchy recluse that kind of wants to be snuggled up in bed with the covers pulled up and watching some show or reading a book. And so there is that part of me, too, you know. And it's it's here with me, yeah. Anyone relate to that? Yeah. Anyone, str- strangely, and I say strangely... This is part of me too. Anyone relate to both at the same time, <laughs> feeling both at once a little bit? Yeah. Okay. All right. So awesome. Welcome. Yeah. And we're going to center with that. Yeah. And so I'm going to lead you in a centering practice. And centering is not, um, according to somatics, which is the methodology I've been schooled in by generative somatics out in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, it, centering is not, we don't center to be calm or kind of just like kind of tamp things down. We center to be more connected to whatever's going on for us, to be with what is, yeah? And so connected to ourselves more and connected to other people. Present, open, connected, yeah? So with that, let's all just tie into breath first. Breath is life. Breath is an indicator that you are indeed alive, yeah? So just tap into that as is. Don't force it. Just breathe and notice that you're breathing to start off with. And on your next exhale, just lengthen it just a little bit. So lengthen that exhale just more than the previous one. And then on the next one, Lengthen it a little bit more. Great. And then the following one, just a little more deep, a little bit longer, too. Great. And then take your palm and place it on your belly, maybe a couple of inches below your belly button. Yeah. And just feel the sensation there. Yeah. There's that bowl of the belly, bowl of the belly and pelvis,, yeah, and just kind of invite the breath there as much as you can. And if not, just feel the sensation right there. And we call this the center of gravity. So from this place, this center, we're going to center in three dimensions: length, width and depth. All right? So your vertical plane, kind of a horizontal plane, and almost like a cross-sectional plane, yeah? So really taking up more of yourself, being more with yourself along those planes, yeah? You with me? And there's some of us who like to kind of be still and center, but there's some of us that, you know, we're a little restless and we need a little movement. So you know, if you want to just move or sway or whatever, that's, that's great too, you know, stretch a little, that's fine. So from that place, let's center in length first, all right? And I just want you to ease up on a couple of things in your length or enliven a couple of things along this vertical plane. So either let your eyes soften or jaw just kind of let go, like, or maybe soften the knees, maybe let go of the butt.
2: Yeah.
6: Great. And just maybe a little space in the vertebrae. Yeah, so settling and at the same time straightening. Yeah, taking up as much of your full length as you can, whether you're seated or standing. All right, we call this the plane of dignity. Yeah, so just feel your own sense of dignity in this. And then sneak a little peek to other people in the room and notice their dignity. You're standing in a room with people who are in their dignity, in their sense of, their own felt sense of embodied dignity. Um, yeah, Sneak a little peek. And then taking that length, yeah. Let's just be as wide as we can be. So centering in width. Yeah, so soften the ribs. So just a couple of things along this horizontal plane. You can soften the ribs. You can expand the peripheral vision. Yeah, and just notice what's around you. Or even just lift up your arms a little bit. Just feel that wingspan across the chest. Yeah. I like to call this the plane of bear hugs and boundaries. It's like you can, or like oh yeah so the plane of connection intentional connection being present in that in your width yeah so more of you in length more of you in width dignity connection the possibility in those planes yeah and then centering in depth so keeping that length and width taking up your full depth that back to frontness of you yeah so this is kind of a plane of the journey your journey our journey together, ancestors, yeah. Everything behind you is, and let's just imagine that it's in the past and everything in front of you is in the future. Or this is also the plane of depth in that it's um, the depth you can conjure in a moment, yeah, just by hanging out with yourself and your emotions more, yeah. So maybe enliven the back body. So feel the back of your head without touching it. Feel your shoulder blades, your butt, your heels resting into the ground. Yeah, and just liven it up almost like you can sense the people behind you. Yeah, you're facing them and you're smiling and nodding at them with your back. Yeah. Just feel that. Yeah. So enlivening the back body and then letting that inform what's in front of it. Right? Your front body. Your face, for example, your toes. Yeah. So taking up that full space there, a plane of depth. And then I just want you to bring to mind something or someone that you really love and care about, that's important to you. All right. Reminds you of your purpose in life, your aliveness. Yeah. And. Let that kind of seep into that length, width, and depth, too. Dignity, connection, your own wisdom, our journey. And bring that person or that thing into your heart. And what has that got to do with love? What is that person or that thing got to do with love and connection? And then in your guts your conviction, your purpose.
5: All right. Thank you, Sumitra. So anybody feeling a little bit more here than when we started? Yeah, I am for sure. Um, And really the reason why we decided to do this party and show now is exactly this reason, which is that um, we just wanna be together. (laughs) Um, We want to hang out with y'all. We want y'all to meet each other and look each other in the eye and connect around this similar longing that we share um, for a deep kind of liberation that is both uh, structurally true in the justice sense and is uh, spiritually and physically true um, in the personal and interpersonal sense, right? Like on every single level. And... Um, these folks who are seated here to varying degrees, but with the same amount of deep respect um, and adoration have been some of the people that I turn to for these questions and conversations. Um, and so we're going to have a little bit of a group conversation now just about what this past year has been like, um, where we've been. And also, specifically, what has impacted y'all in terms of your relationship to this project, uh, whether being on the show created anything interesting in life, um, and what we're observing happening in the world. Yeah.
4: Hey, y'all. Y'all are so beautiful. I'm so grateful to be here sharing this space with you. Um, so I'm going to begin actually by sharing uh, some before, the, before coming on the show. I was on um, episode 33 um, with um, Cissia Lee uh, from the Mystic Soul Project. We did an episode on contemplative activism. Um, but actually before, my, my first encounter with the podcast was um, actually in the lead up to our first Mystic Soul Conference. Um, which happened this year, actually, January, um, out in Chicago. It feels like so much has happened in one year. Wow. Um, But this year in January, we gathered, for those who don't know, um, the Mystic Soul Project is a nonprofit um, that was started by three incredible human beings, um, Jade Perry, Ra Mendoza, and Teresa Pasquale Mateus, who all three were also on the show in another episode. Um, And so they created this nonprofit to be a place uh, that centers uh, POC, uh, spirituality, specifically uh, contemplative spirituality, uh, wisdom, traditions, and practices at the Inner sections of healing, uh, spirituality, and activism. And so the vision, yes, that, yes, snaps. Um, And so I had the the real blessing of of meeting them and being invited to be a part of this first conference, which was sort of gathering people from all over the country that were doing this work in some way, shape, or form. Like, it just seemed that they were encountering folks who were trying to create something at this intersection and that we all felt like we were doing it kind of in silos, trying to create things out of nothing with not a lot of support. And so they put out this call to see if folks would come. And folks came, like, 400-plus. folks came from all over the country and even internationally Um, and I um, put together a workshop for that conference um, that I called Healing and La Lucha and my, my goal for that workshop was to create a space where we could be in this conversation where we're breaking down what I saw very clearly as like a false division between activism or social change work and healing practice. And that was really coming out of... What I wanted to do was really reflect on my own experiences and the work that I was connected to here in the Bronx locally, um, because for me, this was always... Um, I just never experienced these three things as separate. Like I came into organizing and was politicized through um, a faith community, through New Day Church, where I am now. I, was, I came into spiritual community through healing work, um, through healing from addiction and trauma in particular. And, um, and a big part of healing from that was c- learning how to be in my power and in my agency, which happened through organizing and political work. So for me, these three things were of a piece. Um, and I've also been blessed to encounter mentors and teachers and spaces and work and communities where people are living this. Um, so I wanted to sort of share that. But in the lead up to the conference, I think like the week before or two weeks before, I finally got the chance to listen to the podcast. And it was, I think we were up to episode eight. Um, and so episode eight was um, an interview with Kara Page and Susan Raffo. And it was, um, I think it was called We Moved Like We Needed Each Other. And I just remember listening to this episode and being just in, like enraptured by it because they're telling the story of the emergence of this um, healing justice framework in this very specific moment and context of the US social forums in 2007 and 2010, Atlanta and Detroit. And I had no idea that this of, of this history before hearing this. I'm listening to sort of how this came about and how intentional it was and what at what scale folks were having this conversation, right? That it was talking about how do we be deeply, deeply grounded in place and in, lo- and in history and in context and in people when we're doing this work of bringing together um, organizing and justice work Um, and so it it just shifted my whole orientation to this because it revealed to me that this work that I was a part of was part of a way bigger lineage that maybe it wasn't directly coming out of that narrative but it was parallel to it and so related to it and it just put the work that I've been a part of in 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 a much bigger frame, and actually opened my vision of what was possible. Like I had some desires and longing for to to longings to imagine what possibilities that I was hearing on this podcast. Folks were already doing them and learning from them and and sort of uh, moving into the next iteration of that work. Um, and so that made itself into the workshop. Um, and I got to share with folks, as I was sharing the story of the work happening in the Bronx, this all this other uh history and and wisdom that i had gotten from this episode of the podcast um and then i looked up and kate was in the room
5: like trying not to cry because (laughs) this is the greatest dream of recording any of this
4: And afterwards, we were both just kind of like, wow, you know, for me, it was so clear that this was such an important and powerful resource and that it would continue to be sort of elevating these histories and stories and narratives of work that I wasn't necessarily connected to because I was here in New York, but I was getting to learn and connect Um, To these powerful stories and learn from it and bring it into the working spaces that I was a part of um, And also embody them through the practices Um, So I mean for me I'm just so thrilled to see this thing take off and flourish like it has it's deeply deeply impacted me Um, So so yeah, just a little story of how it's been a part of my life Oh, and one other thing One other thing um as uh as part of the episode that we recorded uh sissy and i we got to um record a practice of centering prayer right which is a contemplative practice in the christian tradition and i've watched so many people use that as a resource at new day where i am where i now am assistant pastor in the bronx but all over like I have folks reaching out saying this is a practice that I've never really been able to access or I've been able to read about but didn't know how to like actually move inside of and so we create we got to create this little 10 minute resource that is actually allowing folks to build a practice that's nourishing them spiritually in their individual lives but also making its way into their movement spaces so I'm just just so deeply moved um, by being able to be a part of that so thank you
6: Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, just just to state the the obvious, I'm really good at doing that. But like the no, but the but I mean the fact that we're talking about um, healing work and k- deep care work, loving each other, taking care of one another. Um, healing through painful, suffering, trauma that oppression um, creates, basically, how it impacts our bodies, health um, and lives and relationships. The fact that that has become an intrinsic part of the conversation about justice is in itself, I mean, I think that's part of what's being celebrated here, right? It's marked, it's named... It's, it, there, there are many traditions that have done this over time and across the world, but there's something here in this moment of history where there's a particular naming and a particular trend that's happening, right? Where it, it's, it's, and it's growing, right? And this, in some ways, what's happening with this podcast is there's an amplification of that. Um, and there's such a range of... Um, you know, listening to the various different episodes, it's like there's such a range and texture um, of what there is in this this intersection at this moment of history, right? And there's just such a range and texture of what is available to us and what we are actually able to witness here, be a part of. Um, And so I'm just, I'm grateful for that. Um, And really concretely, also like have this experience since doing the podcast with you Kate. Um, and I'm 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 only giggling because you know we recorded it twice because I was like, no 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 <laughs> first one I was totally let's do it again. So we recorded it twice. Um, and um partly because I, I I felt like that for me this was um a, you know, I came into this work completely different, like as a kind of political political educator, um, very much around analysis and, um, and strategy and um, working with organizers and uh, from a sort of third world Marxist lineage and, you know, all, all of that. And then, you know, I was like, uh, I come, you know, I come from a place where, you know, I'm very suspicious of, Um, any kind of glossy New Age kind of um, practices or, you know, things that are detached from something that's much more grounded in, um, in, in not just tradition, but not tradition like it's some sort of static thing that didn't have its own issues right um so i am very suspicious of that that's my like sort of critical part of my my who i am and um so you know and and when i started to engage with healing work it was through this methodology somatics and it took me a minute before i was actually like won over by its pragmatic aspect which is oh people in relationships are actually shifting getting better people are feeling better relating better and better meaning like that's there's a qualitative difference like our movements are breaking down because of because of traumatic the impact. I mean, that people are either burnt out, or people are acting out with one another, or you know, there's all kinds of drama. And basically, you know, like, what? How do we? How do we reconnect to ourselves, to deeper traditions, to the complexity of who we are, to 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 love, right? To love, to loving each other. Um, and so, you know, all that to say, it was a slow kind of, you know, I had to get work my way into it. And um, concretely, at this moment now, sitting here and reflecting, you know, the the work so many of you here are doing, and um, that that you were, um, uh, you know, you've you've been um, amplifying on this podcast, is. Um, I mean, like, we're able to actually like learn from one another, and very concretely, um, you know, uh, people have come up to me and said, you know, oh, we used your centering practice, and, and it's always like really great to hear about using the practice, right? Like, like, what, yeah, exactly. It's like it's it's like oh, this has a, this is useful. This is useful. Um, people are using it. People are using it, and it matters. It's making a difference. It's shifting something. Yeah. So we have our conversations, and we have our practices. And so I'm just I'm grateful for that. You know, technology, right? It's disseminating these things, and it's getting. This is a way in which it's actually more connecting. So that's 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 the piece that I'm very, um, very grateful for, um, and. You know, I, I, I just want to like emphasize I think how much the the sort of um, how to how 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 we just the rigor of what it means to actually heal so we don't take that word for granted um, and that it, it it doesn't become a glossing over of of um, you know that's important to me a glossing over of the grit. Yeah, um,
7: yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard going third. (laughs) I feel like I'm processing so much of what y'all are are saying. Um, But I really appreciate you also, well, one, bringing like political education into the room. Um, because I actually think that conversation is really connected to conversations about healing. Um, I think so many of us do not learn about our peoples, do not learn our like true histories. And I think that like reclaiming that is a huge part of healing work and a huge part of like how I've experienced that. Um, And then I also like really appreciate you talking about like, like what is healing, right? Like what do we mean when we're talking about healing? And I think like for me as a listener, like I I can't remember exactly when I first listened to the podcast, but it was early on. And I remember being really fascinated by all the conversations. Um, and there's some people in my life who are in this room, like Tasha Meskua from ALP, um, who I'm like, that's a healer, like Tasha's a healer. <laughs> but we like, we have this conversation. We're like, what is a healer? And like, what are we like, what are we talking about, you know? Um, and, like, being Afro-Indigenous, like, coming from a community, coming from a culture where, like, healer is not just, like, a thing you start calling yourself. Like, that is, like, very wrong. Like, healer is, like, healer is a thing that, like, your community lets you know, like, you, like you've done work, that you've done something, like, real. Um, ooh, some resonance. <laughs> um, and so when I was listening, there was also some part of me that was, like, who are these people? You know and like not in like a like oppositional kind of way, but like really just trying to understand like who are these people that see themselves as like part of this work, right? And then like what does that mean for me? And also, like, in the last year, just like leaving philanthropy, which is a real deep kind of place <laughs> to be in, I see some of my former grantees in the room. Hello.) <laughs> um, You know, like, I felt super isolated. I felt super isolated. And, like, you know, Sumitra, like, how I know you is from, like, being in some of these places and, like, hardcore Marxists in the room. Like, people really confident about their politics, right? And, like, one of the last times, actually, like, I was in a space with you was a space where, like, hardcore Marxists were (laughs) being hardcore about it. And um, it was, like, right after the election. And, like, I was all fucked up just, like, on a lot of levels. But being in the yurt at watershed (laughs) hi brooke and greg also (laughs) um being in the yurt at watershed and like having someone say to me like oh like you're like you're into cultural work and like healing and i was like who are you talking to like why are you talking to me like why are you doing me like that you know like i was like i want to be taken seriously as a person who has real political thoughts and an analysis um And so, you know, like, I really sat with that. I sat with, like, so many of these, like, insecurities I had about myself, so many, like, genuine questions, actually, about, like, what are we talking about? Um, What is the medicine that I have? Like, what is the medicine that, like, I have to heal myself um, and to offer my community? And, like, how does that fit into a bigger picture? And so the podcast for me was, like, a way to, like, just be with other people, even if I couldn't physically be with other people and even if I was feeling really isolated and alone in movement space and feeling like I didn't know like where like where I could have the most impact, you know. Um, and particularly like particularly the practices, because there's something like so real about it. There's something so real about like, I'm gonna do this meditation. I do not like meditation, but I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna try it and I'm gonna see like, does this fit for me? No, okay, like, on to the next practice until I find, like, the thing that works for me, and that's okay. And I appreciate, like, I mean, this is not sustainable. Kate put out, like, 70-plus episodes last year. That was, was too much. That was too many. <laughs> uh, Sorry. I just, I say that from, like, a media standpoint, like, a production, like, a you know, like, a one full-time person standpoint. But... um. But there's something really nice actually about having that volume and really being like, okay, like not every practice is for you. Mm -hmm. Not everything someone says is gonna be like, ooh, yeah, like straight to my heart. Like, no, like it it can be good, like it can be good for someone else. (laughs) And like just really feeling like that's okay, and like having a space where like these conversations are ongoing and not prescriptive, like that was so real for me. And I'm also just kind of wondering, like, for you as the host, who like got to curate, got to like figure out who was gonna come on and like talk to so many people, and like people also now coming up to you and like having these conversations with you and also probably projecting a lot onto you about like what you're like and like you know, no, you know what I mean? Like that you must be this perfectly healed person because you talk to all these healers all the time. So like I'm just wondering like what what it's been like for you.
5: Thank you. Um, well, I feel like the answer to that is, like, I started this project to feel less alone. (laughs) Um, and in some ways, I still felt alone doing it because I was, like, running around hustling with too fast with too many episodes, but, like, trying to do the thing. Um, and at the end of the day was the one sitting with that material and sitting with the incredible group of volunteers that we have, but ultimately, like, holding everyone. Um... And the thing that strikes me, there's a couple things that strike me about what you shared. Like, I think one of the biggest patterns that I've experienced, both in listening to people and seeing how it's received in the world, but also personally, like in terms of my movement friends, who is interested in asking in-depth questions around what we're learning and what we're observing and basically what you just asked, Jillian, um, and who dismisses this as part of the work. Um, And I think there's something really deep, like there's deep levels of misogyny around what is considered building power um, and what building power has to look like. Um, And something that I really appreciated about the surviving election series that we just did is I feel like I had to face more like, what is this? direct kind of like i was working on a political campaign and also trying to do this work and i see some people in the room who participated in that series or or work on campaigns and like the full-on healing conversation meeting electoral politics culture is a huge crash um And, like, what I was able to notice on our campaign, but also through conversations with folks, is, like, we are really overlooking a critical part of building power if we aren't doing this work. And some of the tangible ways that that looks are a whole folder that I have of people who have written in this year who said, I left the political work that I do. I either just left or I left years ago, and I vowed to myself, like, I will not make the choice again between my own mental health and my own survival um, and being engaged. And so I thought that I just couldn't participate anymore. And upon listening more to some of these conversations, I actually feel like there's another way to organize. Um, And that, like, if we believe we need to build mass movements, right, in order to have the people power to win, like, then we can't afford to lose people. Um, And so very practically speaking, like, keeping bodies, minds, and hearts engaged and participating requires taking care of each other. Um, and also that building power is not just in numbers of bodies or petition signatures, right? Like, the way that we also build power is how much, like, I have one body that I can bring to the action, but I can I can fit varying degrees of power in this body. <laughs> and so, like, how much power is each one of us able to show up with is also deep personal and interpersonal work, right? Um, And so there's a piece for me, I said this recently, and one of my friends in the room actually mirrored it back as like, whoa, that really struck me, is just how hungry I am to take very seriously from an organizing standpoint um, all of the levels on which we need to be building power um, to change this world structurally. So that's a main thing that stands out to me. And speaking of which, uh, some of the folks who do that really well for us are the peace poets. So can we invite y'all back up here? Yeah. (laughs) Give it up for Alexis, Sumitra, and Jillian.
1: Peace, 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 family. Yeah, thank you for holding that time and sparking the debate um, to our, our family who were just up here. Um while we get situated just go into. Yeah. yeah, okay, cool. So, um I just we're just going to share a few um thoughts based off of our experience um and I wanted to take a moment just to ground us because um we're one of those interesting identities or like ideas, uh, crews, that some folks are like, you know, of course I know the peace poets. Like, y'all are everywhere. And then other people are like, who the hell are the peace poets? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so why is it um, interesting to know or to want to know what we have experienced in regards to our own healing journeys? So to just share with y'all that the last 10 years, over 10 years, um, we've been artists who've been dedicated to liberation, have been committed to liberation. Um, And what that means, right, because it's like,
7: what
1: What does that mean, though? Um, Two ways... Two very concrete ways that uh, we've identified this work and how to hold this journey is one by being in relationship to those who are on the front lines of liberation struggles. Mm -hmm. So you cannot be an artist who is for liberation and just remain in your room or just remain on the stages that are uh, palatable. Right? you have to be in relationship and once you're in relationship people will be like yo we need you to be in the streets we need you to come out we need your voice there like it's cool yeah, y'all doing shows but we really need you to show up um, so that's one thing being in relationship and the second thing uh, is escaping me right now <laughs> <laughs> is that you are putting what you have on the line. Yeah. No, it's number two, I knew it would come to me. You are putting what you have on the line. Because of our history and, and the context of who we are, what we have isn't really resources, um, but we do have a lot of energy and we have our time. Um, and so it's not enough, right, to just know what's happening. Like, oh yeah, I do, I follow, I follow those people, I follow the organizers, you know, I repost, that's cool, but what are you putting on the line? What are you putting on the line? And as, as artists who have walked this path, for us that has less been about, it hasn't required us to spend money, but more so walk away from money. And it has required us to put the safety of our bodies on the line, right? When people are, we're like, yo, we got a song. And they're like, yeah, but we really need people to just risk arrest. And we're like, okay. <laughs> Can we do it singing, though? <laughs> so those are the two things that I want to I wanna share with y'all that um, make it worthwhile. I feel like uh, among, amongst having like really awesome beards and beautiful locks. <laughs> getting... <laughs> Getting worth to know us, and in in my personal journey, over this last couple of months, we've been, you know, to to the border, we've been to France, we've been to up and down California, um, and many breakdowns happened along the way. Uh, and we decided that this this thing that we're this gathering that we're at today would be the last thing we do for three months, and we're gonna just like. Fall back and take time to really reflect, because we knew at uh, in many instances uh, over this last year that we cannot just continue to respond and react. Uh, so, just to share with y'all that um, that's a practice, and and it's important that especially as we go through life, big life transitions. Um, just to share personally, like my parents are getting older, and one of them has Alzheimer's. Uh, And so that's, we have to also be mindful that healing is going to take different forms. Sometimes it's going to look like you getting a full-time job because you have more financial responsibilities and you got to, you got to handle that because otherwise things are going to fall through the crack because this system doesn't care about our dignity in the way that we know we need to be vigilant and active in. So that's what I wanted to share with y'all, um, yeah, thank y'all so much for sharing your presence tonight uh, and continuing the work on your own path.
3: As is customary. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Hey, my name is (laughs) France.
0: What's
3: up? Uh man. I didn't anticipate getting emotional, but immediately I was like <laughs> uh, uh, Healing, man, healing. Uh trying to trying to pace oneself in one's liberation work trying to comprehend exactly what that is. Uh, I've been trying to run away from the classroom. Like, no, no more. Just really running away from the classroom. But I always find myself in places and positions where my work, where the the deliberation work of the community at large will distill itself into a really good workshop. I'm like, damn. I really got to do this workshop. uh i'm I'm, a, I'm an educator, and liberation liberation work at the larger com- community at large and liberation work done by my brothers informs my education work so much. I recognize what i look what I look like to the world, how my physical presence manifests in different ways and how it's perceived I'm less likely to show up to risk arrest because they look like me. And I'm also in- so engaged in these educational institutions that there's this all this constant gamble. And I mean, he put it perfectly. This system does not give a hot damn about your dignity. It's not trying to see it, acknowledge it, place it in stone, create policy around. It. It's not really trying to see you um, and always trying to comprehend To live here To be here is to always be a little bit dirty It could be the kicks you bought It could be something some, you, you, you. This whole place is filthy So you you're going to touch something And trying to uh, Come to grips with How dirty you're willing to get In order to get to the clean kind of dealing with your, I like what Du Bois uses, double consciousness. Many of us who do this work engage unconsciously in our double consciousness. Uh, And we've always been really good about having that conversation and being real about, uh, I took a full-time job. And it wasn't without a month of Agonizing, it's like, oh my God, what am I going to Oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. And having the guys be like, yo, we out to this community that I called us. And recognizing how I was like, it hurt to say no. And I think in the time that we're going to take to rebuild, I have a lot of personal healing to do around how I have shown up and invested in the narrative of complete strangers, of people with no uh, uh, obligated tie to me and become family with a whole bunch of people. But how much attention have I given my family whose expectations are sky high, but our obligations are far more tangible? And how do I, what's my balance? and i think the work life family liberation balance <laughs> that little that little dance that's it's a big dance <laughs> and it's the it's the one that i'm really looking cuz i've taken for myself as an artist i haven't been able to show up powerfully in my most powerful place because i'm so ag, i'm uh, so much anxiety around that balance i have not mentioned what healing looks like but that's where I am.
0: Uh, family, it's an honor to uh, have this song be the, the last thing that we do publicly for three months while we go and do our best to take care of ourselves, our loved ones, our families. And... Uh, The biggest uh, gift that you could give to us is to sing with us. Uh, We believe in the power, the healing power of singing together.
2: All right, family. So it goes like this. I have not come here alone. I have not come here alone. I carry my people in my bones.
0: I carry my people in my bones.
2: I have not come here alone.
0: I have not come here alone. And
2: if you listen, you can hear them in my soul.
0: And if you listen, you can hear them in my soul. All
2: right, so feel free to move with this as well. If you feel like it and you feel your spirit getting free, feel free to harmonize, whatever you want to do. Uh, But really get live with it and and really think about what that means to you, uh, who you've brought here, who has loved you, who has cared for you, who has nurtured you, who has challenged you Mm -hmm. as well, who has invested in your own growth and that of your communities. So we're going to stand up. And we're going to sing it. Uh, Feel free if you're you're, you're you're willing and able uh, to do the same. Here we go. I have not come Come here alone. Uh, I I carry my people in my bones. That's right. I have not come here alone.
0: And, and if, if you, you listen, you can hear them in my soul. Sing, I, have none. I, I have not. I have not come here alone. Say, I carry my people. Yes. I, I carry, carry my, my people in my bones. Say I have no. not. I have not, have not come here alone. But if you listen If you listen, you can hear them in my soul. Bring your people here, sing it now. I have not come here alone. Come here alone. Sing, I carry my people. Uh, I I carry carry my people people in my bones. Sing, I have not. can hear them in my All right, you can soul. move your body with it, come on. I have not, I have not come here alone, no, 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 carry my people in my bones. Sing it right. I have not. I have not, have not, come here alone, and if you listen, you can hear them in my soul. All right, sing it soul. to each other, let each other know. I have not, I have not. not, have not here alone. No, 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 no. I carry my people in my bones. That's why. I have not, have not come here alone. And if you listen, you can hear them We're going to do it one time soul. through with my Joy. I have not Celebrate. come here Country one time. I, I have sing not singing to your people. Come here below. Sing it for this land right here. I carry my people. Sing it one more time. If you listen,
5: you can't heal them in my soul. Give it up one more time for the peace poets taking the time they need. That's some beautiful modeling of them responding and doing what they need to do, yeah? We are gonna miss you. Um, that's why we record you on the podcast so we can listen while you're gone. <laughs> um, so Jillian and I want to just share a little bit about how things have been going on this project. I mean I feel like this room ho- convening people together, putting out an invite and seeing what happens. I mean there's one thing about like putting out audio is that you it is a risk you put it out into the world but like if nobody listens, you're the main person who knows that. Uh, When you throw a birthday party, if nobody shows up, or a couple people show up, even worse, (laughs) and see that nobody came, then it's like, that's scary, right? So we put the invite out and wanted to see how are things resonating. It seems like we all want to be together, is that true? (laughs) Um, And so that metric alone is the reason why we want to continue this project. Um, There are so many people that are going to tune in via the podcast and the live stream that live in places where they don't get to gather in a room like this, right? right? Or who have life conditions where like they don't really get to go to the places where that's happening near them, right? Um, And so it's really important to us to continue sharing practices, sharing stories, and inspiring and teaching one another through this medium. And one of the kind of newer things that we need to lean into around that is that if we're going to be talking about sustainability, we also have to embody sustainability. And um, I was definitely like called out in a good way before around like too, too much actually happened in the first year. Um, and, it was, and it was done like. With love with love and with scrappiness, right? Um, And there's some of that spirit that's amazing. I just want to, like, again, thank all the people in the room who have had a role in creating this project over the last year. We can see our sound team over here hanging out. Um, We've got... And there's like 10 more of them that live all across the country who have participated virtually in in volunteering to edit sound and master sound. Um, We've got people in the room who've been on the show. That's time you've taken away from doing your work, right? Um, Although doing your work in a different way. And also, um, I am coming to the end of a year and a half where I saved up to be able to do this full time as a volunteer. Um, And so, we've been having a real conversation and I've been feeling really supported by Jillian, who we are also trying to bring in as our... (laughs) We didn't even announce it yet. (laughs) Who we, we are fundraising to also bring in as our first producer for the show. Yes
7: I feel really emotional, actually. like that song, like, like I just feel myself like still rocking in it right now, actually. Um, yeah, none of us got here alone. Like none of us did. Um, and the show can't happen alone.) Um, I feel really emotional. I'm just gonna sit with that right now. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's why she's good too.
5: Um, so we're gonna make we're gonna talk a little bit about what we're doing. It'll be kind of just like a brief update kind of format. Um, but we're also gonna like the thing that you can probably already feel is that we're gonna ask that those who can give money to help us do this thing, we're gonna ask you to give it. Um, and I wanted to just share a logistic about that because if you're already like, I can help out with something, like whether it's five bucks, whether it's 5,000 bucks, like if there's something that you know of you can help out with, there's two ways that you can give. One is to Venmo us at Healing Justice, straight to the source. <laughs> Um, and there's also another way to give tax-deductible donations, which is on our Facebook fundraiser, which we made a little short link for, which is tinyurl.com slash give like Healing Justice Podcast Give. Um, and we'll be posting that on our uh, live stream and all that good stuff. But we wanna tell you a little bit about what we wanna do over the next year because having a small and mighty staff is one thing. Uh, But the other thing is that we are really committed, like it really doesn't interest me at all to continue to hold a lot of the voice of this medium like that happened in the first year because i was the only person who was prepared to put in that number of hours for free <laughs> um and uh i'm really excited about sharing the mic with jillian but also inviting in movement partners to take up this space and to run it themselves
7: yeah yeah something that um yes clap clap for that <laughs> um Something that Kate and I have talked a lot about is that, like, with the success of the show has come a lot of folks, a lot of different orgs, like, hitting up Kate and asking, like, you know, can you help me, can you help us start a podcast? And it takes a lot of work. Like, we cannot say that enough. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also, for a lot of people, it's, like, not going to be sustainable, right? Like, it's not going to be, it's going to take movement folks, right, from the work that's urgent and from the work that's like what they do best. But you've built a platform. Like you've spent over a year building a platform, building an audience, and like we're really at a place where we're ready to like take apart the structure and really, like, get at like what's working and what's not working, and how can we amplify other voices? Like, how can we share the space? And like, how can that be our contribution to the movement ecosystem? Right? Because it's like no one owns healing justice. Like, it's it's out there. Like, no one owns it. Um, and so, it's actually really important that we like really, really like build a real partnership with a couple of orgs and like a couple of groups um and we've also talked about how like we're gonna need to resource those folks right like those folks can't do that for free either um and so like that's our commitment is like to try to raise that money not just so like we can get paid which is actually like that's survival and that's like fucking real like i didn't get here alone like (laughs) um you know and also like those folks didn't either and they're doing really important work that deserves to be resourced as well yeah
5: yeah and we've worked out a bunch of different that we have like a budget spreadsheet that's like scenario one scenario two scenario three it's like let's try to raise money and see like what we think we can do with these different like with what happens (laughs) um and what we basically figured out is, like, to continue to run the show together in a similar way, we have to raise $100,000 next year. Um, that's an amount of do-able, money.
7: Doable, doable, doable.
5: <laughs> um, to also do the movement partnership and to be able to support movement partners in the time that they're taking to co-create media with us, we need to raise another $30,000.
7: Doable, also doable.
5: Um, both doable. Also, as a first-time person holding down the budget of a project, like, those sound like some numbers to me. You know what I mean? Um, And so what we're asking tonight is that those of you who can chip in five bucks, those of you who can chip in thousands, those of you who are like, I'm connected to a foundation. Let me make an introduction for you, right? Or like, hey, I I don't have connections around money, but I can volunteer. Like all of those kind of extensions right now mean a lot for us because we're running through scenario one, two, three, four, five, six and trying to figure out what we can really commit to next year. But our desire and orientation has really been to like, Com- commit big, <laughs> yeah. um, and to believe that the community will will get it. You know, um, so I do just want to ask one more time. So we have the Venmo is, <laughs> um, and the Facebook fundraiser is at tinyurl.com/hjpgive. So if you're able to chip in any amount to help us do this thing, we so appreciate it and all of you who have already given, yeah. bless you. Like this project is this is a this project is a collective body and you are part of it. And we're going to invite our brother Alexis to come out and give us some closing words and I invite anyone who's been involved in the show over the last year, whether you were a guest, whether you helped out for like one hour whether you helped out just at the launch party and now you're back here um, to start to make your way to the sides because we're all going to come up on stage together and blow out some birthday candles in a minute so if you're like "Mm, I did one thing but it doesn't really count it counts okay so get ready to come up here and sing happy birthday with us
4: can we just give it up for Kate and Jillian like real big right now yes yes So I'm going to invite us. You can stay in your seat if you'd like or if you're able. Actually, if you're able, why don't we stand together again? And I'm going to invite you to just return to that place that Sumitra invited us to in the centering practice. See if you can touch in on that embodied place. Inviting in more breath. And I'm going to invite us to just collectively energetically just open our hearts in gratitude to every person that played a role in any way with the generating of this powerful project that has touched us so deeply in this room so from the guests who shared their stories and their lives and of their communities with us all to all the folks who played a role in editing recording processing and making these episodes available to us all. Just extending gratitude to the folks who played a role in generating this amazing content this last year. And let's take in another deep breath together. And with this breath, Extending gratitude for the impact of this work on everyone who has listened and the ripples and reverberations that have extended out that we can't possibly even begin to imagine the ways they're impacting lives and communities. May every word spoken through this platform be a seed of possibility. And may we in our listening become fertile soil for those futures to take root. May we be nourished by the wisdom of the past and inspired by visions of a world we know is not only possible but already on its way. Felicidades, Healing Justice podcast. And may the next chapter of this journey abound in power, love, and deep commitment to wholeness and liberation. Ashe, amen, and so it is.
5: Oh, it's the next day. We had so much fun at the party last night. Thank you so much to everyone who came.
7: Yes, it was an amazing turnout, an amazing crowd, good vibes
5: so so grateful to our whole community who came out and so many people who helped you can check out the photos at our instagram at healing justice and also on our facebook page and there's a full live stream of the show on the facebook page i've been already re-watching this morning the performances (laughs) from the peace poets on the live stream so totally recommend you check that out on facebook healing justice podcast
7: we want to take a second to thank our incredible volunteers who made the party possible. Our planning and hosting team, Kieran Kanakanat, Park Ballantyne, Nadia Tycholsker, and JD Davids. Our amazing volunteers, Michelle
5: Ling, Sophie Lasoff, Christina Sharoma, Sophia Holly, Thais Marquez, Tom Corcoran, Josiah Werning, Chrisanne Patagalan, Janalyn Umupig, Adrian Hadaway, Joey Dosic, Danielle Pomorski, Melanie Berkowitz, and Tasha Amesqua. Our sound team, Anne Pope and Myra Al-Rahim. And our amazing guests, Sumitra Rajkumar, Alexis Francisco, the peace poets, including Ram Three, Frankie Four, Lou Aya and The Last MC, and Dr. Drum. We also want to thank the sponsors of the party. Thank yes. you for making this possible. Third Wave Foundation, Pierce Delahunt, Beth Jacobs, Mora Bailey, and Hallie Boaz. Thank you to Zach Meyer at The Coal Room for mixing and mastering this episode, to Electra Positive, a co-working space in Crown Heights for hosting us, and to our delicious food vendors, Jericho Rose, Sweet Generation, and Island Express.
7: Remember, you can help us make it to season two, either on Venmo at Healing Justice or our Facebook fundraiser, which is going to be going to the end of the year. tinyurl.com slash hjpgive. Those links are also in the show notes.
5: Jillian, I am so grateful that you did this with me. I know I was so, so happy too. <laughs> so many people helped. We just named a lot of them, and not even all of them. But um, if it weren't for you believing in this idea and kind of spurring it forward, this event wouldn't have happened. So thank you. It was my pleasure. Thanks, Kate. Thanks y'all for being with us. See you soon.